You are listening to the Bay City Church Podcast. We are a church that is passionate about making Jesus famous. To learn more about us, visit baycity.church. Well, nothing is quite gone as the way we've planned it this year, has it? I mean, we start off the year with some like really horrible news. Like Kobe Bryant passes away. Uh, which is really personally very difficult for me and for many of you. And then we had some other movie stars pass away and then coronavirus hits and all of this happens. Elections, masks, riots, protests, police brutality, worldwide pandemics, all of these different things. Man, it has just been an unusual time for all of us. And we were living through really, you know, our 9-11 as a, as a people, or even our Spanish flu, we're living through an amazing season. And even the fact that we're not together and haven't been together for close to over six months, that is just unconscionable. And it was unconscionable for all of us as we were ringing in the new year in January. One lesson is true in this season for me, and I'm sure it is for you as well. It's this, control is one of those things where you don't realize how little of it you have until you have none of it at all. <clears throat> It is clear to me, it's probably clear to you, that none of us are in control. None of us are in control of this last season. This has just been exceptional. Gone are the days six months ago when we were invincible as a society. You remember that? Travel, weekends away, going up to Tahoe, Yosemite. I'm going to LA for the weekend. We're going to enjoy life. I'm going to the concert, the comedy show. I'm going to go to church on Sunday. All of those things we took for granted, right? Remember all of the... All we could focus on was leaving the Bay Area or enjoying the goodness of the Bay Area. Just so much travel. Besides, of course, for those of us with awesome jobs, for many of us in tech, those were equipped with foosball tables, beer on tap, and even sleep pods. I mean, some of us had it really nice. And some of you are missing those sleep pods. You haven't been in those in a while. I understand. We've been in our houses, especially in California. And there's so many different things taking place, right? We, we understand that. 2020 has brought many of our life's plans and goals to a screeching halt. And we all feel that. And yet, even in that, we've got to pivot. We have to continue to attempt to make decisions even when we're in an uncertain season or uncertain situation. And it's really hard for us not to have any control of that. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think one of the things that I struggle with most is control. I wish I had control. And maybe you're like me. You're like, ah, is the bed made? Like, that's what I can control today. I'm going to control it. Maybe you're in that season too, where you're just feeling so out of control, anxiety is setting in, whatever it may be for you. This season, this is where kind of I want to give you four important things I think God is kind of teaching me in this lack of control season. I think God is teaching me some, some unique things that I hope are helpful for you. But in, in the midst of those kind of four things God is teaching me, I want to sandwich in there a very important announcement for Bay City and the future of Bay City Church. So in the midst of all this, when God's plan succeeds, what is the first thing I think God is teaching me? I think it's this, number one, it's always wise to make a plan but God is the master planner. You know, God, he does, he can and does encourage us to make plans. He wants us to make plans, but he often does change them. Look at Proverbs 19, verse 21. Uh, it says this, many are the plans, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. It is the Lord's purpose that prevails. 
I'll tell you what, when, when Sarah and I came out to start Bay City Church, we had all sorts of plans. I mean, we had, we had plans of how everything was going to go, what the worship was going to look like. We had plans of what, you know, what you were going to be like, what, what our group leaders would be like, what we would be like, how people would receive us and where we would live in the city and, and how, how we could partner with people. We had all these amazing plans. And, and you know, honestly, it was like an ideal situation. We'd chart it and we'd go, it's going to go just like this. And we'd get all excited and we'd drink coffee and just dream up, conjure up what Bay City Church could look like. And then we were in Utah getting ready to come back to the Bay Area and we're, have our first, we're having our first, uh, I guess it's called like a core team meeting with people that we would hope would come to Bay City Church and move to San Francisco, which you know is a very expensive and tall task to ask of somebody. And uh, I, we were there and we had 15 to 20 people there and none of those people came to San Francisco with us. And we said, you know what? All right, that's, the, that's number one of our plans that didn't work out, but that's okay, we'll keep going. And then as things unfurled here and we, all of the things we envisioned coming into fruition, where our kids would go to school, what house we'd live in, who, who would be our friends, one after one after one, all of these plans weren't turning into the way we thought they would turn into. We came to San Francisco with such hope, such excitement, and we still had all of those great moments. We had so many great moments of fun and exciting times happening. Friend, but, but there were some hardships for us, you know, and there's been hardships for you, I'm sure, in this season. We had our house broken into. We had friendships turn sour. I'm sure you've experienced some of these things. But guess what? None of this was in our plans. I can assure you of that. None of this was in our plans. I'm at a point now where the plans I've made for my family, for our church, myself even, have kind of been usurped by what seems to be this sort of cosmic entity kind of driving everything else. And maybe you're in a season like this too. Maybe you're in a season like I am right now, where maybe you expected God to do specific things for you. Maybe you expected him to do specific things in the people around you. Maybe you were hoping God would not change course in the course that you laid out. And maybe you're like me, maybe you've been frustrated Maybe you've been angry and maybe you've been depressed by coronavirus and what it's caused, the loss and the suffering or even just the anxiety and depression it's caused you. Many people have lost jobs as a result, furloughed, laid off. I don't have to tell you that. People have missed graduations, like monumental moments in kids' lives. My son misses his kindergarten graduation, which he won't remember, but you know I'll miss it. Many of us have missed out on monumental wedding anniversaries I missed out on my 10-year wedding anniversary trip. It's a, it's a small price to pay. You know, a lot of people are paying a lot worse prices, but I don't want to minimize mine or anyone's frustration or pain in this season. It's been hard. And we think, you know what? I thought God was in control of life. I thought he was in control. And I'm thinking, God, didn't you hear me praying? Have you felt that? God, didn't you hear me praying? Didn't you hear what I wanted? Didn't you see what I was trying to do for you in this season? Where were you, Lord? And we begin to ask these questions to God. And it's frustrating because we're asking him hard things and we're not getting answers. And we're seeing a plan unfold that's, quite honestly, almost the exact opposite of the plan I laid out. And you think, well, what is God doing? Is he sitting on his hands or is he, is he not even listening? It's tough. God welcomes, though, our frustrations in the midst of disappointment. That's one thing that keeps me going. 
because God is not a God that is a, a dictatorial, angry, wag of the finger God. He's one patient, kind, and willing to sit and listen. God affirms many of our desires and still yet gently nudges us towards his provisional plan for us, even if it doesn't match what we want. You know, that's because sometimes God is trying to give us a gift in the changing of our plans. He's actually trying to grant us something. And so we, this is my next thing God's teaching me, and I hope he's teaching you, is that we often reject God's provisional gift because we don't like the wrapping paper. So God is granting us a gift in changing our plans, even if it tastes like vinegar in our mouths when he does it. And we say, we look at the wrapping paper and go, this isn't what I asked for, God. I didn't ask you to bring this person into my life to cause me so much pain. And God is probably saying, you asked for patience and I've granted you this person in your life so that you might develop patience. We don't even like, we don't even see it. We look at the wrapping paper and we go, not what I want. I remember when I was eight years old, my parents didn't have a lot of money. My dad was still living uh, in our house. And uh, I woke up on Christmas morning and I got to the tree and there were half presents wrapped in like regular wrapping paper. But then there were these other half of the presents that were wrapped in newspaper. And as an eight-year-old kid, you know, I look and I go, what is that? You know, as rude as a little eight-year-old could be on Christmas morning, right? Now that I have kids, I, I get it. And I, go, I don't want those presents. Those presents don't look appealing. And yet I don't even know what's inside of those gifts. And we do the same thing to God. God has granted us even things that are, taste like vinegar in, in our mouths or even look unappealing to us. And he's trying to give us something unique and special to change us, to grow us, because it's a provision from him. You know, I look back at my life. I see how deeply profound those difficult moments I've experienced were as a young child in my life. I you know, you know, I lost my mother at a young age. Some of the other hard things I experienced. And I look at those moments and I think, would I, would I rewind those moments if I could? Would I, would I go back? Because guess what? In the moment I was experiencing those, in the moment you were experiencing those hard things in your life, you're going, there's no way. If I could change this right now, I would give everything I had. And here I am, like some like 19, 20 years removed from my mom passing away. And... I have to, what I do is I, I'm thinking I have to lay that at, at the Lord's feet. I, I don't, I don't, wouldn't change it because I'm not the one in control. God is, and I've got to believe that he works all things together for the, according to the purpose of his will. As the scripture says, I have to believe that. When I look back and I see those moments, I would not be the person I am if it wasn't for those hard things. So maybe for you, it's time to peer over your shoulder, back down kind of the corridor of your life and see how God was actually handling you in those difficult seasons in your life. Now it hurt, right? But he was there. And as you look back down the corridor, you can see, hey, Jesus was always there with me along every step of the way. And if it wasn't for those hard things that happened to you, maybe you wouldn't be who you are today. Or even right now, you may be feeling something really difficult that's happening right now. And 10 years from now, right, your 40 or 50 or 60 year old self will look back and say, I'm so glad those things happened to me. It changed me for the good. Just because there's something wrapped poorly in, in newspaper, it doesn't mean that it's not a good gift. For Bay City Church and the Williams family, there have been some hard moments. I'd be lying to you if I didn't say there weren't some very 
hard things that took place in the three and a half years or almost four years of church planting that we've undergone. There are moments where I feel like I had a word from the Lord, like God had spoke to me and I was certain that some people would, would help us either stay at our church, provide resources we needed. And you know what I, what I had to realize? And this is the third thing. This is what I had to realize. There is no key to making God's plan succeed because God's plan always succeeds. And this is really hard for me to swallow in this moment. This is hard for me to swallow in this moment because like I said, sometimes God's plan tastes like vinegar and you don't know what's coming. You don't know the goodness of hard, of hard truths and hard moments. I spend so much time trying to bring a vision to life that I thought God gave me. And it turns out, I actually have no ability to do that. I actually have no ability to make anything happen for God. See, God actually uses us to bring about his will. We don't use him to bring about ours. And that's a moment, that's, that's a, a hard truth I'm experiencing. COVID has brought us all into real relationship with our mortality. We realize that we actually don't get to make any plans. God decides this. But church planning actually and helping start Bay City has brought me into a real reality with something else in, as it relates to this. One moment I was working through a network that I'm a part of in a training and we're talking about some below the line stuff, some soul work. And I'm asking the, the counselor, I'm asking him, what are the things I need to do? What are the things I should have done better that will make me the person I need to be? And there was a moment where he just kind of looks at me, the six other church planners in the room, and he just says, you see, everybody, Eddie right now is in the process of discovering how limited of a man he is. And it hit me in that moment. But you know what? I didn't feel it until now. I knew I was limited, of course. I mean, I can't jump nine feet in the air. I can't swim to Alaska. I don't have any of those abilities, right? Of course I'm limited. No, I'm, I'm not just limited. I'm, I'm human. And it turns out God makes plans and, and, uh, and I don't. Over the last several months, I have had the chance to take counsel from many godly leaders here in San Francisco and beyond. You know, me and my wife, Sarah, you guys know Sarah. We've had the opportunity to evaluate just how trying and difficult the last several years have been for the Williams family. It's been hard. We're not Jesus. We're not Jesus, and we know that now. We're limited, and that's a good thing. That's why I need to inform you all right now that next Sunday, the next Sunday coming up, August 30th, will be my last Sunday preaching to you at Bay City Church as your pastor. Now listen, this is not news I wish to deliver in this venue. This, the love I have for you as a people is worth far more than a video. But nonetheless, this is the circumstance. And I'm heartbroken to have to deliver such hard news to you like this. Mainly because I love you so much. I mean, me and my wife, We've given a lot for you and uh, we love you a ton and we wouldn't have done this if we didn't love you. And so I said, I wouldn't cry. We, 
we're not making this decision because we don't love Bay City, but actually because we do love Bay City. I actually do believe, though, my family, my kids, my wife, we need a change of pace. And I need to honor that request and to give them that. And you know what? It tastes like vinegar in my mouth. But then I realized that rejecting God's provisional gift because I don't like the wrapping paper is the wrong decision. Because ultimately, if he's in control, which I believe he is, that God is providing for our family in this season, excuse me, wiping my tears away, and I believe he's providing wisdom to our family through the wisdom of my wife and Bay City Church's elders and management team and our other godly leaders. So, just stop and say, I'm heartbroken. I couldn't give you this message in person. I believe that this should have been done on stage and it should be done before you like it always has been. And the way I'm communicating with you is not indicative of the way I feel about you. I'm obviously grieved over this. And yet I know that God's plan always succeeds regardless. And here's the last thing God's teaching me in this season. God's work is less, always less, about what he does through us and is always more about what he does to us. God often will call us to something we think is about our work when it's actually about our soul. And I think planting a church has helped me realize that God's working on me as much as I'm trying to work on you. And I think he's always working on you in whatever season you're in, whether you know, you're leading a group or you're working or you're a mom, he's teaching you lessons about yourself and about him more than the work you're providing because he's ultimately the orchestrator of all of that. And that's what's important. He may be doing this to you in this season like he's doing this to me in this season. Um, I'm confident that God is doing a mighty work in you because I just feel that from the Lord. I believe that's a, mo that's a thing he's given me in this process in order to help me process what's happening. Um, so what's next for Bay City Church? What's next for Bay City? I'm sure you have that question. I believe, I just want to reaffirm, I believe in the future of Bay City Church. Bay City Church is not under any circumstances going away. Bay City is just going too well. There's too many great relationships and too, much, too many leaders that care so much about our church to just go away. God's still doing a work. And one of the, the limiting things that's hard to believe, one of the most vinegar moments of all of this is that God doesn't need Eddie and Sarah to do Bay City. He just needs himself. And I'm okay with that. It's a hard moment to swallow, but it's, a, it's good, just like many of the things God provides us in this world. So Bay City Church is going to continue with Pastor Nick as our lead elder. Nick has been through this a number of times in church and has got countless years of church planning experience. Um, and, and maybe some of you don't know him super well, but you're going to get to know him more going forward. And Jose and Jalisa and their spouses will continue on as our staff, all as faithful in Bay City. And understand that. you. And, and here's the next thing, that you very much have the ability to influence the future and direction of Bay City Church as a person who attends and is part of our Bay City Church family. So you have a role to play. So what's next for us? Next week, I'll be preaching my last sermon as your pastor. 
And then after that, Nick and Jose are going to continue forward preaching a new series that's going to be coming up shortly after that. But I will say, I'm going to spend one more weekend with you. But here's the thing. I may be leaving as your lead pastor, but Jesus is the senior pastor of our church. And so some under shepherds may shuffle around, but the chief shepherd will continue forward. And a disciple in San Francisco counts as the disciple as anywhere else. People need Christ all over the place. And I'm sure we'll find our way to do that somewhere else. You may be emotional right now. You may not care at all. You may not even know who I am. And this is your first time tuning in. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Wrong Sunday to tune in. Um, If you do, you can always reach out to me if you have questions. You can reach out to Pastor Nick. And you can reach out to uh, Jose if you have questions or concerns or comments. We'd love to process this with you. But in the meantime... God is good. Hell is still hot. Forever is still a long time. People still need Jesus. And heaven is still real and the kingdom is still coming. And so we have work to do. And so I I hope you're motivated for that work in this next season. Let me pray for you. Lord Jesus, thank you for our church. You've been so good. You've been so gracious. You've been so kind. I want to pray for an extra measure of that on us this morning as we're experiencing all this and trying to process this. This is difficult for me, as you can tell. As you already know, this is difficult for Sarah. This is difficult for the Williams family. But we know, we get an overwhelming sense that this is good. That Bay City Church will continue and thrive. And Lord, I know that there's people amongst our church that will uh, step into a a greater role in leadership that will help bring this about. Maybe even right now, people are feeling this going, I need to help. I need to be a part of this more. I want to buy in more. I want to see our city transformed. So Lord, would you just anoint them right now? And, and empower them to reach out so that they can voice can be heard and they can help help direct the vision in the future of where Bay City is going. Lord, we love you for your son. Thank you for his blood was shed for us. Thank you that we're limited, that we do not have to embrace being omnipotent like you. That would be, those would be sh- tough shoes to fill. And thank you again for Bay City Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. Remember, visit baycity.church to connect or to learn more about us.